0: If you walk into a meeting and it's very clear that you understand your business, you're going to be in a much better position than if you walk in there and say, I don't know what the heck I'm doing. I don't Uh, care what field you're in, you know?
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Freelance Friday Podcast. Today, I am super excited to share this interview with you. I get to sit down with someone whose work I really admire, JC Don Valeris she does amazing work down in Nashville in the music industry. And for those of you who don't know, I'm actually a huge country music fan. So it was really cool getting to see kind of the business side of an industry that I admire so much. She is amazing. She does amazing work and she's super smart. So anyway, you guys are going to love the interview. But before we hop into the episode, I just wanted to thank my patrons. I think the last episode, I, I took a week off of the podcast last week, but the the last episode that I recorded, I introduced my Patreon program, and I just want to say thank you so much to all of you who have went ahead and signed up. I actually just had my first set of patron micro coaching sessions today, and I am so alive from them. I love, I love coaching. I love working with all of my clients, and. So one of the big perks of my Patreon is I think it's for producer level and above, which is $7 a month and above, you get access to sign up for a free or, you know, included with your Patreon membership, a 15 minute coaching session with me every month. And so, yeah, I just did a few of them and it was just such a good time. I I feel like. We got some really valuable stuff done and I just really enjoyed sitting down with you guys. So anyway, I just want to say thank you for those of you who have not yet signed up, but are thinking about it. I would definitely welcome you to, you can just go to patreon.com slash Latasha James and yeah, let's get into the episode. Hello everyone. And welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. I'm sitting here with J.C. Don Valeras, who has spent the last 20 years working in the music industry. J.C.'s company, Platinum Circle Media, has created marketing and social media campaigns for Grammy, CMA, and AMC award winners, including Country Hall of Fame members Ricky Skaggs and Bobby Bear, among other amazing musicians. And if you're not a country music fan, you might not understand how big of a deal that is, but you're kind of a big deal. Those are (laughs) some incredible clients. So I'm super excited to be sitting here with you, and I really appreciate you. Oh, being thank there. you so
0: much for having me. I'm definitely not a big deal,
1: but <laughs> <laughs> you are. Those are that's an amazing client roster. So yeah, so JC lives in Nashville, and she DM'd me randomly saying that she'd be that's driving cool. through Detroit. So here we are <laughs> in the D. Um, so yeah, we've been connected for maybe like I don't know a year yeah, or probably. so online. Honestly, don't even really remember how we found each other. But I've been a big fan of everything that you do for oh, a really thank long time. You. So thank you. For the folks out there who don't already know you, do you wanna just take a second to tell us who
0: you are and what you do in your business? Sure, yeah. Um, I started off as a singer and a songwriter and then I moved to Nashville in 2009 to continue a career in the music industry. I'm originally from Massachusetts um, and I, once i moved to nashville i continued working as a singer and a songwriter but then slowly started integrating myself into the music business world so um, i've always had a huge love for graphic design and art and um, i've done that my whole life so it was kind of a natural transition for me to go from being a singer and a songwriter into more of the music business end of it um, and the marketing end of it and so with that comes social media and all of that and so um, that's kind of how i just slowly started going into that Area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you find that working as a singer songwriter? like you were having to market yourself on social media, and for is that sure. kind of how you how you learned that? Absolutely, yeah. I actually started doing that all for myself because when I was growing up, um, you know, my parents couldn't afford to hire me a publicist or a manager or someone to, you know, design all my album covers. Right. Just kind of had to take it on and learn it myself if I wanted to do it. That's so cool. I would spend the majority of my time kind of researching other artists, but not their songs and things. It would be more their marketing and what they were doing for their fan club mail-outs. Yeah. Like, I don't know if you remember but you would sign up for someone's fan club and you would get a really cool packet in the mail. Yes. (laughs) So I would do that just to learn what they were actually sending out. And then I would create my own from it. So from a really young age, um, I started doing that and before computers, even I would take like construction paper and make (laughs) (laughs) fan club, like fake fan club um, pamphlets for myself. And then once I got a computer, I started learning graphic design and started doing all of that for myself. So yeah, absolutely. I think um, I think if you work for someone else in a field, if you don't have experience or some form of knowledge of that field from working in it yourself, you're not gonna be able to do as good of a job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, coming from someone who has the experience and has been on stage, I know what it's like, you know? So yeah. I think it's a little bit easier for me to relate to an artist in that way.
1: Yeah, that's so cool. So what made you decide to kind of pivot from, well, you're still making music. You still, I still do, a do music, bit, yeah. right? But. To make the like full time pivot to yeah. being kind of on the other side of things.
0: Well, it was a lot of different things. Um, I think the singing and songwriting kind of started slowing down a little bit. Um, I was having some trouble with my vocal cords, and so there was just kind of a natural progression for me to move into something different. But I wanted to stay in the music industry. Um, also, when I first moved to Nashville, I started getting a lot of messages from younger artists from my area and mm-hmm. like the greater Boston area that were looking to either move to Nashville or they wanted advice on becoming a singer and all that kind of stuff. So I would take coffee meetings with a lot of these young artists that would find me online or whatever. And a lot of them I started noticing had the same questions, the same needs. They didn't know how to have a website. They didn't know how to run their social media. So Mm -hmm. I just started helping friends and younger artists just to help them. yeah. Um, and then uh, a couple of my friends who happen to be more well-known in music were like, we need your help. Can you do a website or whatever? So it was just like this thing that I kind of fell into. And then overnight, I had a ton of clients. And so I just decided, what if I actually do this for a living and right. I start a company <laughs> and this could be something that's actually profitable and something I enjoy. So it just kind of was something I never intended to do, never planned on it, but it just kind of fell into my lap and happened. I guess this is what I'm doing now. (laughs) Yeah, that's so cool. So
1: it sounds like your business was kind of built off of referrals pretty Mm -hmm. much and just people sort of coming to you, but what about growth now? How do you continue to grow your client base? Are they still just kind of coming to you or Mm -hmm. do you have like an active... acquisition strategy
0: or I mean yeah and I would say 99% is just by word of mouth you That's know awesome. being in the music industry just like any other industry it's networking you know mm-hmm. it's who you're around and if um, somebody sees somebody else's You know, social media that looks great or whatever they say who did it for you. You know, and so um, I also think that it's such a close knit group among artists that they talk. Yeah. (laughs) And everybody. I mean, I would say the majority of my clients share the same publicist. um, You know, so it's it's just kind of a small world like that. So it's easy. I haven't really had to do too much, um, like you know, cold calling or anything Mm -hmm. like that. It's been pretty. Easy for me this far. I'm hoping to expand and continue growing. Yeah. So that's something I kind of hope to start doing it over the next year. is kind of reaching out a little bit more and expanding more. But yeah, I mean, primarily it's just been word of mouth.
1: I love that, and I I love that you are so like I really admire people like you who are so like laser focused in their businesses, <laughs> and so you have such a great niche because I am like my mind is just all over the place at all times because I'm so like. I think I'm the definition of a multi-passionate creative. Like, I I love music. I have no business being in music. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I should be a fan. And and so I think it's really smart that you have your niche and you stick to it. Do you you. feel like that's something that you ever struggle with, or is it, was it super easy because you were kind of already in the industry? Well, I
0: mean, as a whole, yeah, it's always been music, Mm -hmm. but I have so many loves for so many different things. It's like when I was in high school, I was super into art and I actually got accepted to go to art school. And the day before classes, I told my mom, I really want to focus on music instead. So I dropped out, but it's funny because that has come back into play. And so I think I need all creative outlets to make myself happy. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I still write music, so I need to be doing that in order to stay, you know, to make myself feel normal, you know? Um, but I also have so many other things that I want to do. It's like, you know, I do have a YouTube channel and I'm starting a podcast and Mm -hmm. there's so many different elements to having a career in, I think what I do. And if you kind of have to be, um, you have to do multiple things in order to make the kind of living that, you know, is sustainable and, um, you know, just to, to keep me happy, I just feel like I need to do a lot of different things. Yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: So do you and your company, do you have any plans to kind of like branch out to other industries or you're still just kind of focused on music right now? Well,
0: I mean, we do a few other types of clients. I have um, a comedian. Oh, cool. um, I actually have a bridal shop um, from the town I grew up in. So yes. it's, it's not just singer songwriters there's definitely some other things that i do yeah i would definitely like to expand but i think that i have an expertise in this area and Mm -hmm. so maybe a lot of other people are more broad um and so i've just kind of it seems like those artists kind of gravitate towards me just because that seems to be the thing that i do the most and Mm -hmm. um probably the thing I care about the most yeah, so, yeah
1: yeah No, I think that's I think that's great advice I, I get people coming to me a lot they're like how do I find my niche like how do I know what to do mm-hmm. and it's like well what what did you do in your past career or yeah. you know
0: what are you really passionate about or what what are you really good at maybe mm-hmm. start there I Think so, like you people. just find the thing that makes you the happiest and for me it's always been the music industry since yeah. I was like five years old I've always wanted to be in music so um, and I still am. I mean, just because I'm not getting on stage every night, I'm, you know, I'm still half the time at shows because a client is performing. Right. So it's kind of like, it's funny because when I was doing more of the singer thing, the thing I hated, or I shouldn't say hate, the thing I disliked the most, um, was actually getting on stage because I did have stage fright and anxiety about doing that. So. I was always more focused on the marketing aspect of it. If I had a show coming up, I was more focused on what the program was going to look like than mm-hmm. what my song list was going to be. So I think that um, I was almost destined to be in this area, So, but it's always been this one area. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the one thing that's always made me the happiest. Mm-hmm. So I think if you can find that thing that makes you the happiest, whether it's cooking or, you know, sport or whatever there's usually some sort of outlet, even if you're not doing the actual thing. Yeah, So. Yeah, that's great advice.
1: I love that you said that too about stage fright because I was listening to the other interview that you did when I was preparing for this mm-hmm. and I heard you mention a couple of times that you're an introvert or mm-hmm. you're kind of introverted. Big time. Same. Do you feel like that, do you feel like you have any struggles kind of running a business as an introvert or are there things that maybe are more challenging
0: to you or do you look at it more as a benefit? Um, I think there's good and bad about it. The bad part for me is that I'm not good in big social situations. So networking events or, you know, going to meet people that I don't know or things yeah. like that, I get really nervous about yeah. that kind of thing. Um, so that's definitely a struggle. Um, and, you know, sometimes I feel like I maybe come off insecure or something like that, but that's not the case. I just would prefer to be home in my living room. <laughs> I think the benefit is like you said, kind of that having that laser focus of something that you want to do because I don't have to be at parties or, you know, going out every day with friends and things. I would much prefer to be home and working. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but for me it's worked. So yeah, hundred yeah, percent introverted. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. No, I'm the same way. I mean, I think, I think your work really speaks for itself though. And I think like you said, having that kind of referral mm-hmm. model of people, you know, people work with you and they know that you do good work. So mm-hmm. you don't have to constantly like go out and be pitching yourself. And yeah, so I think it's great that you've kind of set, set that up that way and that you can develop your reputation just by the work that you do without having to constantly be like the loudest voice in the room, you know?
0: Yep. I love yeah, that. I, I think that sometimes my husband reminds me a lot that, you know, good work speaks for itself. Yes. And Um, If you just focus really hard on something and you do the best job you can do, eventually people will find out, you know? Yeah. So I've kind of tried to go by that model. You know, it's hard though. I mean, you have to kind of put yourself out there and, you know, hope that people will like you enough to want (laughs) to work with you. But yeah, but I've always been more shy and I've never been the girl that has like a ton of friends. You know, I've had like one or two very close friends and that's it. So. I've always been that way.
1: Yeah, yeah, and I think it's funny too because I also am an introvert with a YouTube channel and you have a YouTube channel too mm-hmm. and you create all this content online. So tell, tell us a little bit about that and like kind of how you build your business online as well and how you sure. kind of market your business.
0: Well, the YouTube idea came to me kind of out of the blue. I was just... Um Like I said, when I first moved to town, I started getting messages from younger artists and it has only grown. I mean, I probably Mm -hmm. get anywhere from 10 to 15 messages a week from people all over the country wanting to move to Nashville. It's such a hot thing right now with reality TV and I Uh think the TV show Nashville kind of amped it up a little bit too. But I was getting a lot of the same questions and they were things that I felt an artist moving to a city to work in an industry should know. They were basic. Mm knowledge of the music industry questions they should know so i started kind of keeping a log of these questions and um i was trying to think how can i reach the majority of these artists mm-hmm. online somehow to start creating a better influx of people coming to nashville because knowledge is the number one thing that's going to make you succeed yep. um, so i decided the best way for me to do this was a youtube channel and i had absolutely no idea how to do this so my husband and i like rearranged our spare bedroom and i was like i'm going to set up a camera and lights and i just started filming and i had no idea whether it was going to work or not and (laughs) it didn't really at first i mean i would get like 50 views on something but then um my videos started getting placed in different like little areas and started generating some views and then i had one video that i did um called the five things i wish i knew before i moved to nashville and it was like overnight that video had 10,000 views. Oh my gosh. And it just hit 25,000 this week and it, I mean that's not something that I pushed really hard and Mm -hmm. I, I actually was hesitant to even make that video which you probably agree sometimes you're like should I even do this video is this even needed and then that's the one that people are like oh my gosh thank you for making this so that was a huge indicator to me that people really want to know about what it's like living in Nashville um, what the music industry is like so I just started creating more videos about that kind of thing Mm -hmm. and um, it's helped me a lot I think it's helped me gain clients it's helped me um, feel like I'm putting something out into the world it's probably the thing that I i love the most about what i do because i really love mentoring younger people Mm -hmm. um when i was growing up i never really had that person i never had somebody that knew more about the music industry than you know than i did at that time and it would have been nice to have somebody to kind of turn to so i just kind of wanted to be that person for just one other person and like you said you know like being an introvert and like putting yourself on camera it's so scary so i try to just pretend i'm talking to one like one small child (laughs) like let me educate you (laughs) Yeah, because if I think about the fact that it's going to be seen by more people I don't think I would be able to do it yeah so
1: yeah it's kind of terrifying and I know like I'm the worst at doing this I'm like oh I only have like however many Mm -hmm. like subscribers or you know I mean there are people with 20 million subscribers on YouTube I get it but If I think about 20,000 people in a room, Mm -hmm. that is terrifying. So your impact is bigger, you know, than you, than you
0: think about when you're just sitting in your bedroom talking to yourself pretty much. Yeah. I try not to think about the numbers, even though, I mean, I do, but I try not to, because it's like, you never know, like, who's just like viewing it and not liking it. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, you never know what kind of a impact you're making. It's funny, because a week ago I had a young girl DM me on Instagram and she was like, my dad sent me some of your videos, I just moved to Nashville, um, will you have coffee with me? And so I met her for coffee and she's this really talented young artist and she was like, you know, I moved here thanks to watching your videos and wow. it's just incredible because you don't think about that when you're sitting in your little office recording. Right. So I think everybody should should be doing this. Yeah, you know it's such a great tool, and you can do it on your own. You have your own um, ability to just kind of create whatever you want. If it can help somebody, then rock on. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So in your business, are you primarily helping
1: more like established musicians or are you helping kind of some, is there sort of a bridge between like the mentorship and, you know, the YouTube content and your business, or is
0: that just more kind of focused on YouTube? I would say it's probably 50-50. Oh, cool. Um, The bigger artists, um, you know, they're, they're the ones that, you know, kind of their careers almost run themselves. The content is already there pretty much Mm -hmm. you know and so it's just kind of promoting what they're doing their tours or their album releases and things like that and so I do a lot more content creation for them um, as far as like uh, I don't know, tour date promotions Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, Facebook ads and things like that. Um, The younger artists, it's more from scratch. It's actually, you know, starting off their Instagram from zero, you know, that kind of thing. So um, it's definitely 50-50 and I love both ends. You know, sometimes you can get caught up in the bigger artists and it's kind of just like, it gets mundane. Day after day, it's the same thing. Same promotion, same tour dates, that kind of thing, which is fine and Mm -hmm. I enjoy it. But then to have a fresh new artist who's never done this before, it's kind of like you see the sparkle in them and it's really cool getting to be a part of that so if you had to give any piece of advice
1: to you know aspiring musicians when it comes to like standing out specifically in marketing
0: yourselves mm-hmm. what would it be i think you have to look at what you're doing as um a business and yeah. i think that's probably the biggest downfall i see in artists coming to nashville and that's the reason that i see them fail and the reason i see them go home they don't look at it as a business and i like to use the um the example of a restaurant owner. You would never go open a restaurant without a sign on your front building, a menu. You would not know how much money you were making off of your items, mm-hmm. you know, what's your profit, who's working for you, who's yeah. representing you. It's the same thing with being a singer. I mean Who are the people who are managing you? Who's your publicist? You know, who are the people that are the face of your business? And how much money are you making for your shows? Mm -hmm. You would not believe how many artists don't know to even ask those questions. They book a show and they are like, I don't even know how much money I'm getting paid. It's, I I can't even fathom that because I am such a control freak when it comes to my career. Yeah. Because it's my career. So I think just having the most knowledge you can possibly have before starting out and looking at yourself as a business and as a brand having, you know, polished um, branding as far as your social media and your website is concerned. Mm -hmm. That's speaking for you when you can't speak for yourself. So that would be my advice. Learn as much as you can and think of yourself as a business. I love that. That's great advice. And I, I can only imagine that that's hard.
1: You know, I'm I'm not a musician but i'm definitely like a creative and i even still get stuck in that like i just want to make art and like you know like that's yeah, you know that's do. your passion exactly
0: yeah but we all
1: do. yes but if you're trying to make a living off of it you have to kind of find that middle ground right for yeah. sure. and
0: until you are at a position or in a position where you can hire somebody to do that kind of work for you if you have the ability learn about it learn mm-hmm. about social media i mean mm-hmm. you know I hate to say it because it's like taking business out of my hands because I do it for artists. But if you can learn how to do these things, that's going to put you a step ahead of everybody who's not learning that. You just kind of have to take care of yourself because there are so many others, you know, and Mm -hmm. so that's what's going to make you stand out. I think you're going to gain more respect from um, older artists, from you know, people who are working in the industry. If you walk into a meeting and it's very clear that you understand your business, yeah. you're going to be in a much better position than if you walk in there and say, "I don't know what the heck I'm doing." Yeah, I don't care what field you're in. You know, yeah. <laughs> especially music, though. You know, because the turnover is so quick and there's so many people vying for those one or two spots in the right, know, the top of the charts or whatever. So right, yeah. yeah, yeah. And and I don't think that's necessarily like taking business
1: away from you because I think there's still still room to outsource. Like, mm-hmm. but I I think even the things that you outsource, I think it's important to learn it a little bit. Like I'm not the best at, certain things that I outsource, but I still know enough to be dangerous, you know, and enough to like
0: know what I'm looking for. And I think you do need to know that because if you're hiring someone to work for you and create content for you, it's, well, what do I want my brand to say? Am I more of a pastel palette? Am I more of a black and white palette kind Mm -hmm. of person? And that's what's going to, you're going to be pitching that content to book a gig or whatever. So you have to kind of have that knowledge. Maybe you're not great at graphic design, but you have an overall idea of what you want, you know, yeah. said about you. Yeah, for so. sure. So how how did you learn all of this? All of the social media and marketing? Was I it just kind of no by doing I, it? Yeah, it was like trial and error. I feel like I just kind of Put myself through like my own college like I did tons of research and I still do that I'm sure you still watch YouTube tutorials oh, yeah. on whatever yeah. you know I mean I do that all the time because I feel like I'm always in a constant state of wanting to learn and to be better than what I'm at right now yeah I think it's kind of like a certain personality type too yeah if you um, are the type of person that you know feels like you always need to be better than you are mm-hmm. um, I just kind of I just kind of have always been like that. I used to watch like the behind the music episodes. Oh my gosh, I love those. (laughs) Me too. But that's kind of how I learned a lot about how these artists, you know, they're just not an overnight success. They don't walk into a record label and sing and get a record deal. They've worked for years building their careers. Mm -hmm. So I've always paid attention to that kind of thing. Um, I taught myself how to use Photoshop. I taught myself how to do um, website design out of necessity for myself, you know? And then, you know, through the years, of course I have you know, done more to educate myself, but it was basically trial and error. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's awesome. Yeah, I definitely think like that's one of my biggest pieces of advice to new freelancers and business owners too. It's like, I think a lot of people become self-employed because they they think it'll be like easier. Mm-hmm and it's not it's, not. it's re- more rewarding i would say but you have to be a lifelong learner for sure, for sure like you're not yeah. ever going to be done exactly and
0: you have to have a lot of self-discipline i mean there's days when i get up and i'm like well i don't have to go anywhere today i can stay in my pajamas <laughs> and just not do anything it's like you have to be regimented you have to go today i'm going to get up at this time i'm going to mm-hmm. open my computer mm-hmm. i'm going to sit down and get work done from this point to this point and i think people think oh it's so cool you work from home But, you know, as well as I do, you can become confined by, like, Mm -hmm. these walls and start feeling like, you know, you're losing your mind. I have to go to a coffee shop sometimes just to see the outdoor world or take a ride around the block, you know? Right. Um, But, you know, I mean, yeah, there are advantages to it. But you just have to have a lot of self-discipline and you have to... Constantly be educating yourself because especially in social media it changes literally daily. Yeah, literally. Yeah So the minute you master something it's like nope It's out the window. <laughs> You're gonna learn a whole new thing, you know, Yep. <laughs> so
1: what does kind of a, a day in your life look like are you normally working from home? Or do you work directly
0: with the artists sometimes or I mean, it varies primarily I work from home Yeah, um, just because everything is behind the scenes um, I try to do as much social media planning ahead as possible. So I'm not having to update in real time. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just, the first thing I do, and this is probably awful. People say you shouldn't look at your phone when you first wake <laughs> up, but that is the first thing I do because stuff has come in from overnight. Um, especially working with artists, they work at night cause yeah. they perform. So sometimes if they're on the West coast and I'm on the East coast, their show didn't get out until two or three in the morning, my time, I'll have a text message with a photo or something that I need to post on social media. So right. um, I always check their social media first thing in the morning, re- reply to anything that needs to be replied to immediately. And then, um, you know, I get ready after that for my day, and then Mm -hmm. I come back to it. But I think taking breaks has been a huge help for me because I tend to be so focused on my computer screen, and especially doing graphic design, your mind tends to go crazy if you (laughs) don't take breaks. Um, But. I just try to do that and then um, the night before I usually try to plan ahead for the next day if I can Mm -hmm. the one thing about music is it's you never know what's gonna happen I mean an artist might meet another artist and they have a cool photo op or a press release might come out last minute or they might get a last-minute booking so it's just kind of I always have to be working 24 7 which is good and bad sometimes I would like to have a few days off but you know it's just it is what it is that's cool
1: so What is the kind of entrepreneurial scene like in Nashville? Like, do you feel like you have a lot of support on that side of things or is it really super just music focused?
0: Yeah. I don't feel like I have a lot of support. (laughs) I have this conversation with my husband all the time where it's like, it's hard to find like-minded people. Yeah, Um, I think, yeah, the majority of people are artists um, or songwriters or musicians. Um, I don't think there are too many people with that kind of entrepreneurial spirit as far as you know, wanting to be in business for themselves. A lot of people want like the instant satisfaction, which is not the way that I am. I like to plan ahead. So it's been pretty difficult for me to find like-minded people, I'll be honest. Um, And I think that's why I tend to go outside of Nashville for that sometimes. And it's also the reason that it can be lonely to work for yourself because there aren't that many people doing, you know, the same thing. I mean, of course there are a few here and there that I've been lucky to, to get to know, but yeah. I would say the majority of people are not that way
1: yeah yeah but that's kind of nice in a way too because it does make
0: you sort of one of the few which can be a benefit it Uh, does yeah i wish i had some people to kind of guide me sometimes it'd be nice to have some people to lean on and it goes back to the reason i even started this is because i didn't have that person so um i actually think that by mentoring younger artists and helping them i've actually learned a lot myself Mm -hmm. because you know you kinda have to stay on top of what's going on mm-hmm. um, and so I've learned I've had to learn a lot from working with them so it's a weird thing it's you think you would learn more from people who are super experienced and mm-hmm. have done it before you but actually working with them has taught me a lot as well yeah okay so you mentioned the that you might that you are starting a podcast so can I you am. give us a little sneak peek yeah, what is that it, about it's kinda of like a natural transition, I guess, from YouTube. I'm still going to be doing that. But um, my podcast is going to be called Music City Mentor. um, And Nashville is referred to as Music City, Mm -hmm. for those of you who don't know. (laughs) Um, And yeah, the whole idea behind it is basically mentoring younger artists, kind of like what my YouTube channel does. But my YouTube channel um, is, it could be more for an advanced artist too, I guess. And the Music City Mentor idea, I want to kind of talk to People behind the scenes, um, people who do social media, people who do publicity and marketing and managing, uh, people who are in publishing and um, people who work for record labels, to kind of give the advice to younger artists that they don't have access to. Yeah. Um, because, you know, a lot of times if you don't have the opportunity to have coffee with someone, you know, you don't have the chance to ask questions that you really should know the information. Yeah. You know, before you decide to start a career in music. So, right. that's that's kind of going to be the platform and I'm sure it will grow, but that's yeah. that's the foundation I'm starting out on. Oh my gosh,
1: that's exciting. I'm so excited for it. I thank you. I love music. So like I'm like I said I I would totally watch all those behind the music things and like yeah. I'm very fascinated by the music industry, so yeah.
0: I will definitely be tuning in. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. I think a lot of people outside of, you know, even if you don't want to be an artist, mm-hmm. you're fascinated by how the whole system works. Mm-hmm. So I I have had actually a lot of people send me messages saying you know i'm not an artist but i've you know i've watched your videos and it's helped me with whatever you know so i think it's kind of like i say the music industry is just like any other industry so
1: that's awesome thank you
0: cool well um where can people find you other than the podcast um so my website is jcdonvalaris.com um and all my social media handles are at jcdonvalaris My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash jcdonvalaris and my podcast will be coming out soon and I'll be posting on all of that about my podcast. Cool. And I'm going to link all of
1: those links in the show notes too. So awesome! yeah, thank you so much. This was really, um, really helpful for me, honestly, and really interesting to learn about. Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Thanks for coming. Anytime. And that's it for this episode of the Freelance Friday Podcast. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, make sure to let me know. Rating this podcast is a huge help. And you can also tweet me at A Journey East with comments, questions, or suggestions for future episodes. Lastly, make sure to join my private Facebook group, Money Making Micro-Influencer, if you're interested in elevating your influence and taking charge of your personal brand. There are so many like-minded, bright individuals in there, and it's a place I love to offer up free advice and a little bit of extra fun into. You can find it by searching Facebook for Money Making Micro-Influencer. It'll also be linked in the show notes. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.